guys, and welcome back to Brown Girl White Coat. My name is Sai, and I am a brown girl. I am Indian, and I do occasionally get to wear the white coat, maybe once every other week or so. I am a first year in medical school, which makes me pretty irrelevant when it comes to the hierarchy of everything, but I'm just kind of on this journey, struggling to figure out who I am and figure out the ins and outs of everything in med school, and it's been quite a journey. So thank you for joining me today. This episode is my first real episode, and I'm still getting used to this whole podcasting thing, so hopefully this will be entertaining and you'll gain something from it. So it's about to be a little bit information intense, so wherever you are, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this, grab a coffee, grab a snack, or you know, have a great drive or a little house cleaning session, whatever you happen to be doing. That's definitely what I do when I listen to these podcasts. So I also wanted to say thank you so much for the support on my first little trailer that I posted earlier this week. It really motivated me to come up with some good content from here on out. Thank you so much for everyone that DM'd me on Instagram. I really appreciate the questions and that's kind of what this is all about. I just really want to give back, really want to help people that are going through the same process that I've been through. So with that said, I wanted to introduce a few little segments at the beginning of the podcast. I think it would be a good little tradition to keep up here to do some highs and lows so that you can get to know me a little bit better and kind of figure out you know, where on my journey I am at the time that you're listening to this podcast. So with some highs and lows, um, my high of this week, or rather this day, is that I went through the Starbucks drive through um, I needed a little bit of a pick-me-up in the middle of the day. And um, yeah, so I hadn't left my house all day. And I got in my car, drove to Starbucks to get a, I'm pretty sure I got like a gingerbread latte. And I went to hand my cashier the credit card to pay for my latte. And he had said that somebody from inside the store had already paid for my drink. And I was just so touched and amazed by the kindness of people. Um, and that's why I just love this time of year. I just love the holidays because everyone is so warm and giving. And now I'm going to take that little piece of kindness and that kind of happiness that I got just realizing that someone had already paid for my drink and pay for someone else's drink. And it just kind of keeps going around like that. So... Ugh, I'm just so happy that people are so wonderful this time of year and that really just touched my heart. It was amazing and kind of made my day. So on the opposite side, my low is that it's just so cold outside. I am currently in Ohio at home and I just feel so unmotivated to go out and actually do something with my life because being at home is just so warm and comforting and then the outside is just like frightful and the weather is just not the best. And so while being at home is just beautiful and you know warm and nice, there's only so many Netflix Christmas originals that you can watch before you realize that they all just have the same plot over and over just with like different actors. So yeah, it's getting a little bit boring. I find myself just being lazy and feeling unmotivated, but I'm just gonna blame it on the weather and yeah. So hopefully I will, you know, as this break goes on, I will end up being a little bit more productive, get my butt off the couch some and, you know, work out or do something with my life. <laughs> so related to Netflix, I also wanted to add a little bit of another segment talking about favorites of the day or favorites of the week or any other like product recommendations because I just love when people who do podcasts recommend products and then I end up loving them or if they have like favorite movies or songs out 
out. I just really vibe with that. So my favorite of the day has to do with Netflix. It is, I'm pretty sure, a Netflix original show. It's called The Big Family Cooking Showdown. My boyfriend Rowan actually showed me this because he's just obsessed with cooking shows. And it is the most appropriate show, by the way. Um, I watch it with my mom sometimes, and she loves it. Um, So there's nothing that comes on the show that's going to make you want to change the channel or cringe. Completely appropriate to watch with your parents. And the food looks amazing. It's definitely going to make you hungry. So the whole premise of the show is that three people from a family could be like brothers or sisters or like a couple and their children, three, three people from each family will come and they'll cook their family favorites, they'll make you know cultural food, and there's a ton of diverse families that come to cook on the show. So it's really nice because you get to learn about all these different food foods, <laughs> and it's so cool because everyone is so passionate about food, which I also am, and so it's just really nice to watch. Um, there's also kind of a Plus, there's also a lot of brown families that come on the show, and that's probably why my mom likes it because she like learns like recipes or like different ways of cooking. Super great show, highly recommend it. So we can go ahead and get started with this episode. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about my pre-med journey or my journey to med school and what I kind of had to do to get there and how I decided on medicine in the first place. So after I posted this first trailer, I got some DMs of things that people wanted to hear about the most. And this was definitely the most like requested or asked about topic of my journey to med school, why did I want to be a doctor, and was there ever any pressure from my brown parents to, you know, go into medicine. So I thought I would talk a little bit about just how I came to think of medicine as a possible career option for me. So I used to have this diary, and the front page was, I don't know why or at what point I thought this was okay for like an eight-year-old to like already be thinking about careers, but The whole first page was just like career options listed in order of importance to me. And the first thing that I scribbled down, heart surgeon was at the top of my list. And then number two was lawyer. And then in third place was singer slash Disney Channel star. And then my fourth one was Kobe Bryant. I was like obsessed with basketball and this was before I'd like stopped growing. And so I was like a pretty bomb point guard if I should say so myself. And so I just... I had this diverse level of interest in pretty much everything in basketball and singing. And then at the top of my list was heart surgeon. And I, at that point I was probably too young to even comprehend what the lifestyle or career of a heart surgeon even looked like. But even eight year old me knew that it was a high paying job that would make my parents super happy and proud of me. And that's kind of just the life of a brown girl. It's kind of what happens. So from a young age, we were always taught that we had to make our parents happy and bring honor to our families. And that's probably why Mulan was always my favorite quote unquote princess. But yeah, I just wanted to do something great with my life, even though there was no real pressure for my parents to become a doctor or become an engineer. Being successful and being ambitious were definitely, you know, highly rated requirements in the Joshi household. And that's something that I'm actually really grateful for more than anything. So my dad, bless his heart, he pretty much poured everything that he had into my sister and I's education and hobbies. And so did my mom, but my dad was like very, very invested. And both my parents were there every step of the way through the singing lessons, piano lessons that I absolutely hated, never practiced for, which is such a regret of mine, guitar lessons for my sister, which she did for maybe a month and then gave up, which is the greatest regret of my childhood because honestly, we could have formed a very successful Soshi family band if she would have just stuck to it. 
But yeah, <laughs> both my parents were incredibly supportive. They knew us so, so well that they kind of just knew exactly what we needed and how to cultivate our interests. And I feel proud to say that there was never really any pressure on their end for us to become doctors, but all the pressure in the world to focus on our educations and do whatever we decided to do with the utmost amount of effort. Like they were never okay with us like half-assing anything. Like, for example, I told my dad that I was starting this podcast and he was like, why don't you go out and get the, like a good microphone, go get like one of those Yeti mics or a condenser mic or just get yourself into a studio. And I'm just like, dad, like, let me figure out first if I'm even going to, you know, garner any interest on this, if I'm going to be talking about things that people even want to hear about. So yeah, I think that, you know, a big influence of me actually finally deciding to go into medicine was my sister. She's about four years older than I am. And so when I was a freshman in high school, she was a freshman in undergrad. And yeah, so it always kind of went like that. And she figured out pretty early on what she wanted to do, that she wanted to become a doctor. I was completely adamant about not doing anything that she was doing. I like really didn't want to follow in her footsteps or like stay in her shadow or anything like that. And so when she decided she wanted to be a doctor, I was like, you know, number two choice, I'm going to go with lawyer and just stick with that throughout all of high school, basically. And then it was maybe towards the beginning of my junior year of high school that I decided that, you know, medicine was really something that I was interested in. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to help people. I know that's the most cliche thing to say, but I just wanted to leave my mark on the world and I wanted to help people stay healthy. I wanted them to be able to spend time with their loved ones. And I knew that part of my life, it was meant to be at service to others. And I think that once I came to that more mature realization, I realized that that's why my sister decided to go into medicine too. And that's why, you know, I picked the same path. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense, but I just, I really realized that medicine was something that I fit really well into. And with that said, I know that there's probably a lot of people out there who are, you know, considering the option of medicine simply because their parents are suggesting it or, you know, slyly pressuring you or maybe it's just kind of been in the books for you ever since you were a kid and that is definitely not a reason why you should spend four extra years of your life in this grueling process and then who knows how many years after that for residency because maybe your talents and your skills can be funneled into a different outlet maybe you're meant to be an artist maybe you're meant to be a photographer or a lawyer or you know be in research and get your phd that is kind of the beauty of life and you don't all have to be doctors despite any other pressures that you might be facing from your community and so when you are making this career decision, I know it's a big one and I know there are all kinds of pressures from all kinds of sides on what you should do. You just have to look inside yourself. So honestly, do some soul searching, take some career tests online, kind of figure out what your skills are. What can you bring to society? What can you bring to this world that is new and different? And where do we need you? Where should we place you in the world? Where is your little niche? it might not be inside of a hospital at all. And so you need to kind of figure that out for yourself. College is a great time to do that. Maybe, you know, you don't have to decide like I did in my senior year of high school. You can take a year or two within college to decide what exactly your future is going to hold and just remind yourself that you don't have to listen to any kind of external pressures. 
I know that maybe I I feel like I didn't experience this kind of pressure from my parents, but I know that that's definitely out there. It's definitely prevalent in the Indian community. So just make sure that this is something that you truly want to do because you're going to spend all of your life doing it. There's not an easy way out. So all in all, I basically went through the whole college touring process and I toured a lot of schools in Northern Ohio and it was right after the winter was kind of like leveling off and there was just like brown snow everywhere. The snow was melting and it just wasn't the best sight to see. And none of the campuses, although I'm sure that they were beautiful, they did not look it at the time. And then I finally went on my first little interview trail that was outside of Ohio. I went to Texas and I saw this amazing school. I toured campus and they had us on these golf carts kind of going through campus and it was green and it was beautiful it was sunny like 80 degrees and I was like this is the place I'm meant to be I just was overcome with that feeling and I didn't think I would have it because you know it was just so far away from home yeah I was overcome with this feeling of wow I'm meant to be here it's warm it's beautiful it's green and the campus was just ultimately so beautiful and such a contrast from the northern Ohio schools that I had just toured and so I guess I was a little bit partial because of the weather because of how beautiful Texas is in general and I was kind of swayed by that so if you know that you're interested in medicine already and if you are in high school there are these combined BSMD programs or combined medical programs that basically guarantee you a spot in a medical school. There's also certain things like JAMP if you live in Texas um, and are already an undergrad which guarantee you interviews at a lot of the major Texas schools and admission into at least one of them. So if you're in high school you should definitely look into these combined BSMD programs if you are sure about the fact that you want to be a doctor. A great advantage is that a lot of them you don't have to take the MCAT and at least with my program I was able to major in Basically, whatever I wanted, I was able to explore the interests that I had outside of medicine more in college. And so if that sounds like something that is interesting to you, definitely get on that. Definitely seek out some more information. Talk to people that you know that might have participated in programs like this. Different schools are looking for different things. And so I know a lot of schools, you know, emphasize the academic portion of it a little bit more. They have maybe a really high GPA requirement, high SAT ACT requirements to get into programs like this. But there are other schools that emphasize, you know, more volunteering, more of a research focus in high school, or anything like that. So look into what you're getting into. Um, and I would definitely highly recommend these programs if you're sure about what you want to do. It definitely takes off a little bit of the stress off of you during the application process that you would face later in your undergraduate career. And so I applied to some combined medicine programs back in my junior year of high school. And you go through the same process as anyone applying to med school would go through in their you know, junior, senior year of undergrad. So I went through a pretty grueling interview process for each one. I was terrified to interview. I'd never done anything like that before. And and yeah, so there was an application process. You had to have tons of extracurriculars. I met the most amazing people throughout the interview processes that had almost short of cured cancer. And it was a very humbling experience. And I definitely did not think that I would get into this amazing program. I also feel like 
because I was in this program, people kind of thought that I had everything figured out, that undergrad was kind of a breeze for me, when in reality, I ended up struggling a lot, definitely in my freshman and sophomore year of college. I was pretty much homesick nearly every day. I'm about a three and a half hour plane ride away from home. And I was at a Christian university, which was, you know, I'd, I'd never been in a place where I was a true minority. And it took me nearly three years to feel comfortable and at home at this university. And I questioned my decision to become a doctor pretty much every difficult course that I encountered. I came across OCHEM and I was like, do I really want to do this? Um, and then I would see my sister thriving in medical school and I was worried that I wouldn't be able to excel in the same way that she did. And so this kind of brings me to a DM that I got a couple days ago asking, how did you overcome setbacks in pre-med courses, i.e. not always making an A. And that is such a good question because honestly, you get one B in freshman bio and you think that you're just going to give up on a lifelong dream. But personally, after getting a grade that maybe I wasn't proud of in college, I would simply come back stronger. I would seek out help or tutoring before I even allowed myself to start slipping grades in a course. And, you know, it's kind of um, a stigma to ask for help in something when you know you think you can do it all yourself. And so, yeah, especially for OCHEM, I sought out tutoring before I even had a test in that course because I didn't want it to get to that point where I had to struggle and try and bring up a grade because we all know how awful that is and it takes so much more to bring up a grade than it does to kind of mess it up at the beginning of the semester. And so just being proactive and that strategy definitely helped. And it was something that I utilized throughout college. So before you even start slipping in a class, just get help, get tutoring, and just make sure that you, you know, you tackle that demon head on. So I've gotten a few comments as well about my rather non-traditional major. It wasn't anything crazy like music or business or anything, but I did choose to major in the humanities. I was a sociology major and ended up getting my Bachelor of Arts. And I got some questions about whether that's beneficial for med school or you know what kind of benefits or downsides there are to majoring in something that is non-science. And in terms of benefits, I did mention this in my trailer. Um, a lot of people said that you would get enough of the hard sciences in med school. And I thought that that was very true. You were pretty much learning the ins and outs of biochem, physiology, pathophys, all of that stuff pretty much every day in med school. And I think that having an education in the humanities made me a more well-rounded individual. I was able to study things like race and ethnicity, um, population health. I took a lot of really interesting courses in college that I think made me a better person and hopefully a better doctor in the future. So I think that's mainly why I chose to major in sociology. But yeah, that's basically why I chose to do that. As for downsides to all of that, I think that at the beginning of med school, maybe for about the first month or so, I was at a little bit of a disadvantage. I would say a lot of the material that we were going through was review from biochemistry or you know physiology. And I think that studying for those things came easily to a lot of people, especially people who had you know just gotten done with studying for the MCAT. 
and they had these like study strategies locked down. They knew how they best retained information. And I was a little bit of a di- at a disadvantage because a lot of sociology classes that I took, most of the exams were essay-based or maybe we didn't even have a final because we had this big project that we would be working on. And so I was a little bit out of practice on how to actually take multiple choice tests. Like I'd forgotten like testing strategies and mostly learning strategies. I had to try a little, you know, something different every day to kind of figure out what study strategies worked best for me. How did I retain the most information? Because honestly, I can I can memorize like song lyrics like crazy, like everybody else pretty much. And then when it comes to test material, I just completely blank out sometimes. And so I had to restructure, refocus and kind of figure out my strategies, figure out what worked for me. Um, figure out which resources I was going to use because in med school you are you know under a lot of resource overload a lot of the time there's so many different books that you can use to supplement your in-class lectures we have first aid we have pathoma there's sketchy videos online and so hopefully I'll make a whole other episode talking a little bit about what study resources I use and what's been working for me but I kind of had to you know work from scratch a little bit in terms of that I had to figure that all out whereas maybe you know my colleagues had kind of already figured that out because of their background in the hard sciences a lot of them were biochem majors or neuroscience majors or biology majors and I think that did really serve them well especially for those who had taken anatomy as a course I think you know anatomy is something where you really have to figure out how to study. You have to study a little bit differently than you're used to. And I think a lot of people have that figured out. And I was struggling with that for maybe the first month of med school. But after that, you know, it was pretty much an even playing field. So I definitely don't regret that I majored in sociology. I think it it will eventually play to my strengths a little bit in the future. But yeah, it was a bit of a struggle at first. But I think that eventually everybody starts learning new information. It's not review anymore. Another question that I got over DM was, are there any regrets that you have? Or what would you do differently if you could kind of redo undergrad? And I think that a lot of this answer to this question um, has a lot to do with research. So I did do research in undergrad. I worked in a biochem lab, basically. And while it was really fun and a learning process, I think I should have devoted maybe more time to research throughout undergrad, especially when I was a sociology major. I had a lot of time on my hands after class and after school, and I I was working on another sociology-related research project, but I think I should have devoted more time to my lab that I was in, and I think that that would have served me really well. And for people that are going to interview while you are in college, you know, research gives you a great opportunity to display your passion for science and your dedication to something. So if you're able to get a publication or if you're able to talk about your research very passionately and very knowledgeably, then I think that can play a great strength in your application. And looking back, I think during undergrad, I would have spent a little bit more time on that, you know, devoted myself to it a little bit more just so I could have gotten out of it, you know, the same that I put in. 
So yeah, if you are an undergrad right now and you're thinking about going to medical school, I think that research is one of the most important things that you could put on your CV, but not just any research. And you don't want to have like a million different research projects and spread yourself too thin. But if you could have maybe one or two different projects on your CV that you are extremely interested in, that you know all the ins and outs of, and that maybe eventually you could possibly get a publication out of, I think that that looks really good. I think medical schools are starting to prioritize research and publications even more because that shows, you know, a dedication to a lab. It shows perseverance and a certain amount of knowledge with the process of publishing, you know, peer review, writing. I think it shows off a lot of different skills. And I think that medical schools are kind of looking for that now more than ever. And even in medical school, it's really recommended to get involved in research depending on what specialty or residency program that you want to get into. For example, I had a meeting with my advisor and I'm not currently considering um, ortho as a top residency option for me, but something like ortho or neurosurgery or any other surgical specialty requires a great deal of research experience or publications. Um, We looked through a residency match document from you know the past couple years and they report how many um, publications the people that actually matched into that residency had and for neurosurgery it was something like 18 publications or presentations and that was just crazy to me but if I chose to go into something else which I might actually be interested in like emergency medicine the average amount of publications or presentations for people that actually matched into emergency was um, I think like two or three. And so it kind of just shows you that depending on what specialty you want to go into, there's different requirements um, in medical school. But if you are applying right now, research would be something to get involved in, to be proactive about seeking out. And I'm sure that you know you can find opportunities really anywhere on your campus, whether it is in the humanities, whether it is a clinical research project that's associated with a hospital, or whether it's biochem research that I did working on plants or working on, you know, an animal uh, model, you can pretty much find it anywhere because essentially you're offering free work, free labor in exchange to learn from your PI and from your lab. So definitely seek out those opportunities for yourself. So I also received another DM asking, what is your favorite part of med school and what is your least favorite part of med school? Which I thought was a really good question as well. So my favorite part of med school is probably just having 180 people that are going through the same exact stressors as me, going through the same courses. And it's really nice to have that resource. I can pretty much, you know, message in our little group chat that we have and someone is there to answer my questions, you know, at any hours of the night basically so if I'm like confused on something people will go out of their way to help they'll go out of their way to explain something better to me that maybe I didn't understand and we just do that for everybody like I would do that for anybody in my class and there's nobody in my med school class that I would see maybe like on the street or in school and like not say hi to because everyone is just like so friendly so helpful I thought that you know, coming into med school, I thought that a lot of people would be very like cutthroat or gunners as we call them. 
and kind of unwilling to help or kind of willing to throw people under the bus for their own gain because that's just kind of the stereotypes that you hear about kids that are in med school and I am just so happy to say that my school is not like that at all it's very collaborative people remind each other of due dates people remind people to bring their stethoscope on days that we need it like it's just such a collaborative uplifting environment and I feel like that's been the highlight of med school is just like the people like they're they're truly great and that's not even to mention like how intelligent and just beautiful they are on their own like people are so self-motivated they're self-starters and just being a fish in that big pond just makes you motivated and it makes you feel like you know there's people doing these great things it makes you feel like you can do them too and yeah so that's I would say the best part of being in med school thus far as for maybe the parts that aren't so great. The first thing that comes to my mind, I didn't really write any of this down, but the first thing that comes to my mind is just the lack of time that you have during the last couple weeks of the term. So our terms, at least thus far, have been about eight weeks long. And the first four, five weeks of the term are just beautiful because you have so much time, not so much, but like you at least have like maybe two, three hours in your day where you can do whatever you want. You can, you know, watch Netflix, you can work out, you can, you know, take on a hobby and it's pretty great and on the weekends you have time to socialize at night you have time to go out with people in your class and stuff like that but those three weeks before the term exam are the worst like your quality of life is just the absolute worst like I will go from eating super super healthy like I will do my grocery shopping at Trader Joe's and buy salad and kale and all these beautiful things and I'm excited to finally get into cooking and making good food for myself and then I'm working out like three to five times a week and then that three-week lull at the end of the term rolls around and I am pretty much eating out like every meal I'm eating at school, which is not always the healthiest. They have healthy options, but it's not always the best for you. Um, I'm eating at school pretty much, you know, three, four days of the week just so that I can stay at school and study and I don't have to like leave and travel somewhere to go get food or go home, which takes time out of my day. And so, yeah, that those couple weeks, they feel like what everybody tells you med school is going to be like, that you're going to have no time, blah, blah, blah. That's what those last three weeks feel like. But it's still it's still bearable because honestly, you remind yourself of the light at the end of the tunnel. You remind yourself that there's so many other people that are going through this the same as you are. They're stressed about the same things and yet, you know, they're persevering, they're thriving. And so it makes you feel like you can do it too. And then once the term is over, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Once you know that you've passed, like it's the greatest feeling in the world. And trust me, people in med school, after the term is over, they celebrate harder than people that I knew in undergrad. So it's just been a great experience so far. It has its ups and downs, but thank you to the person that asked that question because I think it's important to think of the lows also when you're deciding whether med school is right for you or not. You need to think about whether you can handle, you know, can you remind yourself of that when maybe you're not having the best time. So yeah, I think it's important to highlight the ups and the downs. 
So that's all the time that we have for today's episode, but thank you so much for joining me to talk a little bit more about my pre-med journey and why I decided to choose medicine as a career. So hopefully you learned something, something about me, something about medicine, and maybe it cleared up some questions that you have. But if you do have any more questions, you can send them to me via Instagram DM at SciBear, S-A-I-E, bear, like a polar bear, all one word. And I'm so thankful for all the questions that I've gotten thus far. And that's kind of what this is all about. I just want to kind of be there as a voice of reason. If y'all don't have older siblings like I do, hopefully this is kind of helpful to have a little bit of guidance on how to get to where you want to be. So thanks for joining me on this episode. Next week's episode will hopefully be, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully be with my lovely sister who is coming into town next week for the new year. So we will hopefully just sit down and record a little bit of our catching up. I haven't seen her. Actually, I saw her over Thanksgiving, but it feels like it's been forever. And yeah, hopefully she'll have some cool things to say and I can also learn from everything she has to say about residency. She's currently an OBGYN resident in Philadelphia and she's kind of the best. So hopefully she will want to record with me. She hasn't responded to my text because she doesn't have time for us little people anymore. But (laughs) so yes. Hopefully that is a entertaining, cool episode, and thanks for joining me this week and making this a part of your day wherever you are.